Hey, hey, everybody. This is another episode of About to Review. I'm your host, that guy named John. And on today's episode, I am joined by, I was going to say popular demand, but there was no popular demand. There was just demand. Uh, but I'm joined by Steve once again. I'll take it. Demand <laughs> is demand. True. Like, like uh, was that Oscar Wilde? I don't care if they're talking good about me or talking bad about me, as long as they're talking about me. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be talking about games. Yes, we are. So last time Steve was on talking about video games was episode eight. So we decided to kind of do another gaming episode because that one was a lot of fun. I did get some great feedback uh, about that episode, and Steve had this great idea to do it again. I have no idea what he kind of has planned for this one. So what you got? Well... We're going to also focus on games that are pretty quick to do. Right. Something that won't take 40 hours. Something that mm -hmm. we can do because we're busy people. Yes. But before we get to that, I wanted to talk about... You did your first escape room. I did. Yeah. This is kind of the rage, really, in every major city now. Mm -hmm. uh, Vancouver, I think, has five of them. And Seattle has yeah, six or crazy. seven of them. Uh, what was your experience like doing it? So the escape room... I mean, yeah, because I'd, I'd been hearing about it for a while. What is it, in case people don't know? So the escape room... And they have various ones kind of, like Steve said, across the country, across the world. Yeah, I think it started yeah. in Japan or China. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. So basically, you join up with either some friends or strangers, and you go into a room, they shut the door, and they lock you in. And there you go. That is it. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, and then in that room, they have various themes. So the one that we went to was like a magician theme, where mm -hmm. this actress comes out and she says, you know, all of his previous five assistants, or four assistants, she was the fifth have all disappeared under mysterious circumstances mm -hmm. at their 13th show. This is my 13th show. I'm really worried. And then she puts in this room during the quote-unquote performance of the mu musician, musician, magician, him too. And you have to, you know, solve these puzzles and help her and mm -hmm. also let yourself out of that room. So that was kind of the theme of this one. I know, Steve, you have done a couple with various themes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them are uh, historically themed. Mm -hmm. Some of them are related to uh, myths or fairy tales and that kind right. of thing. There's all kinds of different themes. But I love this because it hasn't existed before. Mm -hmm. uh, you go in with your friends. You work together to solve some puzzles. It's competitive. It's timed. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the puzzle rooms, which I call it, or escape rooms, yeah. same thing, they have usually 20 or 30% success rate. Which, so the pressure is on, and yeah. I, I kind of like that. I like it to be you know, hard, challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, again, like Steve and I talked about on the last video game episode, no matter what type of game you are playing, there is that line between challenging and difficult. Yeah. And then that line between difficult and just unrelenting. <laughs> right, yeah. I always ask, is it hard because it wasn't well made, mm -hmm. or is it hard because it's challenging? Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, it's fair, yeah. but... Yeah, and then the escape room that we did uh, was it Loc Locturium or uh, Locurio? Locurio, Locurio. yeah. Um, and so that one, I mean, it was definitely challenging. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of different puzzles, a lot of different steps, mm -hmm. and then once you kind of think it is over or kind of are led to believe that, then there is a whole second part mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of more puzzles. So that was, 
again, it, it was challenging. It was really frustrating in, yeah. in certain parts. Well, yeah. The best rooms have a really good mix of artistry of the room itself. Mm-hmm. I've seen ones that look like they could be a Hollywood set and all of the clues and puzzles are really integrated into right. the theme. And I've seen it range to where it looks like they some fly-by-night operation just <laughs> threw together these puzzles and they're trying school, to cash in. High school in. theater group. Yeah, yeah. But, but the vast majority are really good. Most of them take about uh, 60 minutes, mm-hmm. an hour, uh, and most of them around $30. Right. So I would encourage all of your listeners to check it out in your local town. Just Google escape room and mm-hmm. the name of your town and give it a shot because this might be a fad. It might be going away. Yeah. Uh, you know, people might get tired of it. The market might be saturated pretty soon. Uh, so try it. And I think you'll like it. Yeah. And in Seattle, there was one that I saw a poster for and I missed it. It was like a ninja theme. Hmm. And mm-hmm. so that one looked really cool. Totally missed it. But they have an outdoor one that the same company yeah. uh, was telling us about the one that we did. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I will check it out again next time. Maybe you are in town from sailing the seven seas. Yeah. Literally. There's one with a zombie in the room. I would, rec- I would not recommend that one. Mm. I had a friend who did that one. So you'll probably see that in your town. They've sort of done it all over the place. Don't do the zombie in the room. You don't need that much complexity. <laughs> right. It's, it's engaging enough just trying to get the mm-hmm. stupid puzzles done. You know, but oh, yeah. you have those. Okay. We don't have to talk about it forever. <laughs> but I love that moment of victory. Ah, the aha moment. And you figured it out and you're working as a team. And uh, yeah, so that's Excellent. escape rooms. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to do one other quick recommendation before we get to the video games. And that's a podcast called Cool Games, Inc., Interesting. Have I told I, you about this before? I'm not sure. And Steve has been kind of a gateway drug to a lot of great podcasts. So hello from the Magic Tavern being oh, a great one. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Shout out to all those guys. But what is, what is this one? This is two funny guys who work in the game industry. One for, works for Polygon. Uh, and what they're trying to do is come up with game ideas. Now, are these going to be turned into real games? No, it's just a, an exercise. Oh, okay. But they treat it as if it's real. So they start out each episode uh, going through Twitter suggestions for names of ridiculous games. Nice. So, for example, they might get uh, Soul Calibur Kevin Edition. <laughs> okay. Or uh, Resident Steve. Hmm. Full. You know, something like that. There's a lot of punny ones, but then there are ones that are, are pretty clever. So they'll go through all these Twitter ones and they'll sort of toss them around a little bit. And then they'll find one that they call, okay, this is the nugget of a really good idea. And, um, you know, their definition of what a really good idea is, is Subjective. how ridiculous it is uh, it to be made into a game. So one of the episodes, they come up with a game that requires you to have a 3D printer. And for each level of the platforming game mm-hmm. they're coming up with, a new controller is printed. Oh, my god! And gosh. it has <laughs> buttons that uh, maybe a lot of buttons, a lot of triggers, a lot of joysticks. And you've got part of the game is to figure out how to use that joystick wow. to play that level. Uh, there was one about um, doing surgery on each other. There's a game called Surgery Simulator. I said, hmm. why don't we take that and we'll make it into a competitive game? So <laughs> you have to try to fix the other person before they can fix you. So there's the element of <laughs> okay. you know trying to do surgery on your friend while at the same time maybe sabotaging their own work. But if you do that too much, maybe your life meter goes down too far. Yeah. So. I don't want to give away too many of the premises because it's just ridiculous and funny and they totally commit to it. And then hmm. on a lot of the episodes, they bring in a game uh, industry expert okay, and they pitch the game and they actually get feedback and a rating. And then um, 
they say, okay, well, we're going to market for this. And the next episode starts with, how much money did we make from our last game? Ah, oh, it didn't do well. It didn't do well. Nice. We're going to have to come up with another one. I was going to cool say, what, Games, Inc. what percentage from the experts say, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> they go along with it a lot nice. of the times. Yeah, they go along with it for the sake of, of the improv of it. So Okay. Cool Games, Inc. Griffin McElroy. Uh, one of the McElroy brothers who's uh, made a lot of podcasts for the Maximum Fun Network. Nice. And yeah, it's a good one. All right. I'll right. definitely check it out. On to the games. I've got yes. some good ones for you, I think. Now, First, remind, remind people, sorry, okay. remind, remind people of what the format is, how we did this the last time, mm-hmm. and yeah, kind of what we did. I'm going to recommend a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then through the magic of editing, yes, <laughs> there's going to be a time break where you try these games, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back and you'll... Uh, be about to review them that sounds like fine and now these are games that you have played yes yes one of them much more than the other okay but uh i think i've got a sense of the first one enough okay all right now did you ever play mario kart as a child come on <laughs> that is a ridiculous question anybody in our generation yes has played mario kart mm-hmm. super nintendo battle mode mm-hmm. uh battle mode the n64 kinda... one is maybe better yeah. yeah battle mode on the super nintendo is kind of I mean, I hate to say it, one of like the forgotten video games because mm-hmm. everyone just did the races. They would do the rainbow circuit. They mm-hmm. would do the, I forget all of the name, like the flower circuit and all of those. But battle mode, like I remember playing it mm-hmm. and being like, wow, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to play that. Mm-hmm. And uh, is this a game that brought in non-gamers? Did oh, you absolutely. Have, your, your family members would play it and it's fun for everybody. Basically. Yeah, I mean, right. it was a game that, again, everyone can pick up mm-hmm. and just play and then of course you go over to your buddy's house and they of course knew where all of the shortcuts were yeah jerks yeah okay and uh i'm gonna play dumb a little bit more and say mm-hmm. do you enjoy sports do i <laughs> are you competitive no because uh-uh. nope not at now, all let's combine all those together we okay. got the fun and inclusiveness of mario kart mm-hmm. sports competitive in a brand new sport that's never existed okay. and it's called rocket league Rocket League. Have you heard of Rocket League? I uh, nope. I have no idea. Oh, John. Okay, here we go. Rocket so, Rocket League is soccer meets cars. Okay. <laughs> so you're in an enclosed arena, and you have a little car. Essentially, um, right. You have a. I don't know. You could call it an RC car, I suppose. Uh, but the ball is very large, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, you're driving your car around, and you can jump. You can do a double jump. You okay. can flip your car. Uh, you can have a boost, but the entire game is take this giant ball and use your car to knock it into the goal. Hmm. Sounds simple, right? It is pretty simple, but this is one of these games where uh, it is really well done mm-hmm. uh, and easy to pick up, and it takes a long time to master. Now, is this a game where are you kind of doing a, a campaign, like going through, like I guess, yeah, a season, for no. lack of a better term? Well, or maybe. Are you just doing like online matches or against the computer as far as i can tell and this is the one i haven't played as much okay so i don't know a ton about it but mm-hmm. from what i can tell it's basically online mass matches i'm sure there's some ranking system as you do better right. you play other people that are also better any game now that has that multiplayer element has to rank you you know mm-hmm. uh, so that it's competitive yeah and fair uh yeah yeah i would recommend starting out on the tutorials Uh, start out on the tutorials and then start out playing against the ai uh you can do one v one you know two players three players four players on Mm -hmm. each team um 
I'd, I'd give yourself two or three allies, you know what I mean? So you can mm-hmm. kind of see what the computer does and, and get a sense of how to do it. But I think you'll find that you instinctively have a sense of how to play the ball, how to position yourself. Did you play soccer as a kid? Yes, I did. I, I know you love Ultimate as well. Mm-hmm. Ultimate uh, Frisbee for those people who do not know what Ultimate is, but yes, mm-hmm. thank you for using the correct term. <laughs> uh, so I think you'll immediately have a sense of... Uh, of how to position yourself to mm-hmm. score and the flow of the game. It feels intuitive. Okay. And I should say at uh, PAX, the Penny Arcade Expo, the massive which gaming one? expo East in Seattle, West. PAX Prime, there we go. which has <laughs> now been renamed to PAX West, but yes. that doesn't matter. So this was a huge game there. Uh, and they had tournaments among hmm. attendees. They had an entire theater that was devoted to it. I, I don't know if Sheesh. it was the Moore Theater, but it was a massive screen in a theater people watching it and cheering and really, really incredible. So okay, this that game, was PAX. That was PAX last year, 2015? PAX last year, and okay. I'm sure it'll also be huge uh, this year. For a while, it was only available on PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. but it was recently released on Xbox One, and it's also uh, Microsoft Windows, and eventually OS X and Linux will get it. Um, but yeah, it was released just last year, July okay. 2015, and it's amazing how fast it's caught on. Um, hmm. and so, I, I hope you like it. And so, yeah, you played this on Xbox Live Arcade, mm-hmm. or downloaded, I guess, from Xbox Live Arcade. I did. Yeah, excellent. And it was twenty dollars. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Uh, it also has that feeling of one more. You know, just one more. Even when oh, you yeah. win, even when you lose, you always want to get your revenge and and uh, and come back in. Uh, it supports. The microphone so you can talk to your players and say oh, get back to the goal you know that whole thing yeah because the online gaming experience talking to people and hearing them talk to you is always so pleasant nothing nothing bad <laughs> ever gets said or done yeah yeah well that's why you try and find some good people <laughs> add them to your friends list and then you know mm-hmm. try to coordinate with them gotcha. uh I've been playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm Ugh. and you have that bad experience <laughs> where right. it just takes one jerk Mm-hmm. You know, imagine a basketball game where there's one mm-hmm. person that's just standing still while everyone else is playing around them or um, running it back to the other side. Anyway, I won't get into that. But I think that takes us to another point, which is that uh, these new sports that are being created in video games mm-hmm. that uh, have some resemblance maybe to existing sports, mm-hmm. um, I, I really like that we're seeing that. Okay. Uh, Kind of that that tangentially related, you know, sport. Right. That we, again, it has that feeling of like, okay, I get this. Yeah. You know, it might take a little bit to get used to the control or the field, but you get it. Like mm-hmm. kind of, you know, just right away. Exactly. Right. Okay. I'm a sports fan. I like mm-hmm. baseball especially, uh, but I enjoy football and, and soccer as well. And uh, I love that competitiveness. And just like with the escape room, I like that moment of victory, mm-hmm. the moment of agony of defeat. You know, right. It's all part of the part of the game. Okay. So so that is Rocket League on Xbox Live Arcade and looks like on every platform. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Next. The next one is called Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy. Okay. Have you ever played a roguelike game? Do you know where the term roguelike comes from? Uh, Have you uh, heard the term before? I mean, other than my character in Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, Uh who is a half-elf rogue. uh, Mm, (laughs) Grumble, grumble (laughs) from Steve. Um, No, like a rogue game. Explain it to me. 
like I am five. It comes from a game from the early 80s called Rogue. And, oh, fancy that. Uh, it was, Rogue was influenced by Dungeons and Dragons, where Perfect. you go into a dungeon and the dungeon is completely randomly generated. Mm-hmm. And that was really uh, a breakthrough at the time. And the term roguelike from then on went on went to refer to games that where the level is randomly generated. Interesting. And okay. so uh, rogue what, legacy. Go ahead. What would be another game like? What would be a game in this rogue kind of system that people would recognize? Because I might not have known that term, mm-hmm. but now that you say it, it kind of sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a title that people would know, even though they might not have known that term, like me? There was one called Mines of Moria, which, okay. of course, is uh, related to Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think for a second. Uh, I'm trying to think of a more modern game that uh, would use that randomly, gemer- ra- randomly generated. Mm-hmm. Well, Don't Starve is one of them. That's a popular okay. uh, game. It's a, it's a survival game. Basically, mm-hmm. you're gathering items and you turn it into things. And uh, that one is randomly generated each time there's a game called ftl faster than light Hmm. where you're in a spaceship right and things happen and you have to put out fires and so forth that's randomly generated you have to sort of use your characters to go around it's a little bit like an rts where you have to assign them to do certain things yeah (laughs) ftl is not really uh, up my alley but let's get back to rogue legacy this is a side-scrolling game oh i thought of it immediately because you really enjoyed Shovel Knight? Shovel Knight from mm-hmm. our last episode. Yep. Uh, similar to Shovel Knight, maybe not quite as artistically uh, lovingly created. Okay. Uh, it still looks good, but it doesn't have the color and the pop. That just the... nostalgia fest that those guys, you know, were, were going for Shovel, Shovel Knight just intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, it's a little bit Castlevania, okay. but not Metroidvania, right? Because Metroidvania yeah. is where you have to unlock certain areas and you get uh, an item and that mm-hmm. item allows you to get open other areas that maybe you could see before, but you couldn't get through. It's not like that. One of the most frustrating games of our childhood. Because <laughs> again, what kid wants to then find a cool thing and then remember three weeks ago, uh-huh. oh, I think it was in that room. Ridiculous. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ugh. so the story starts out where the king dies and you are the son or daughter of that king and you're trying to avenge his name okay uh and you do that by going into this castle and trying to uh kill four different bosses and then you get to the final boss and then you won now here's the thing (laughs) okay it's difficult it's it is difficult uh, you know, you have things flying around and stuff, but it's it's fair. Now, here's the real interesting part of this game. The dungeons are randomly generated. As mm-hmm. I said, that's where the roguelike aspect comes from it. When you die, mm-hmm. it's permadeath. That character dies. Okay. Um, it's not a one-hit kill. You have a health right, bar right. and so forth. But when that character dies, they're gone forever. And you are presented with that person's kids. Oh, wow. Now you choose from three different kids of that person to continue the legacy. Hmm. And uh, you go into the castle again. It's randomly generated unless you spend money to not have it be randomly generated. You know, you get gold in the game and you inherit it from your dead father or mother. in the game, not like one of the kind of freemium games where like on a no no okay, it's okay. not a freemium game you're gotcha. not spending extra Real money, money to, yeah you just oh, okay. you're just paying once for the game uh you're getting wow. gold in the game you inherit it from your dead father or mother and mm-hmm. you're continuing on 
the legacy to uh, avenge the dead king. Uh, and like I said, you can spend money to have it be the same exact mm-hmm. place, but you're going to need that money to upgrade your various uh, things, you know, a better sword, yeah. a better, a more strength, better magic, that kind of thing. That sounds so, incredibly unique. Like I, I've never heard of that type of generational gameplay before. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to talk about a couple of things that I hope pique your interest, mm-hmm. but I'm going to leave a couple of things out because they're pleasant surprises. Right. Each of your three children has genetic strengths and weaknesses, and you mm. have to choose the pros and cons of these different ones. So you may get uh, a son or daughter that has gigantism. So the character is okay. larger yeah. and their sword is larger. Obviously right, they're of bigger. They can carry a bigger <laughs> sword, but it also makes them a bigger slower target. And, oh, okay. Well, not necessarily slower, but they're a bigger target okay. for the various things. Or there might be dwarfism. You get, might get a little guy mm. and it can go through certain openings that the other one couldn't. Uh, but the sword is much smaller. And you would not know that because again, if it is randomly generated, Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You may get a character that has color blindness. Now, the level is black and white. Cool. You may get a character that has myopia. So, you can only see in a little circle around it and the rest is kind of blurry. Wow. And they they recognize that that can be a little bit difficult to have yeah. some blurry, you know, fireballs are coming in and you only see it in your circle really. Uh so you can find glasses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um really fascinating yeah and it is so clever um and i think it'll take you about as long as it took you to do um shovel, shovel knight. knight okay probably 10 to 15 hours mm-hmm. uh depending on how yeah. <laughs> depending on how intense you get into it uh because with all of those types of games yeah yes if you just did kind of a run through probably that 10 to 15 hours yeah but with me like with shovel knight I backtracked so that I could get more gold, so that I could get some armor. Mm-hmm. You know, so then it, it it extends it, but that was by choice. Mm-hmm. You know, there were times where I was like, I should just breeze through it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, eh. You know, I wanted to give it that respect of like, okay, if I'm going to do this, you know, I really want to try it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it will appeal to your uh, your desire to have stuff happening and mm-hmm. have motion and so forth. Um, if I were seeing this for the first time, I would say, ah, that looks kind of cheap, honestly. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, it doesn't have the polish visually right. um, at first glance of the other game uh, that we did last time, Shovel Knight. But um, I think the gameplay uh, is quite tight, mm-hmm. and it makes up for it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's not bad. It, it looks good, and I think you'll like it. Fantastic. Well, cool. So yeah, that this is going to be yeah part one. Mm-hmm. So the games over the next few weeks or a couple of weeks that I'm going to be playing are Rocket League, uh, which is a <laughs> sports game with cards and the ball. Soccer and, meets and the goal. racing. Soccer meets racing. And then the second game is going to be Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Uh, it's a side-scrolling. It looks medieval. Does it stay medieval the yeah. whole time? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So medieval side-scrolling action uh, adventure game yes with inheriting uh money yeah. and traits from your from your forefathers again just the, the gameplay idea of that yeah is is unique it's brilliant so really yeah. really really cool so hats off to them yeah uh hey i also brought my time machine oh sweet should we hop in yeah we should we should do that okay okay first of all <laughs> reach the hinges 
this is the time machine. Get some WD forty. I ridiculous. got it from the past. Uh, yeah. yeah. Terrible. <laughs> All right, I'll wind it up. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a, this is the most steampunk time machine. That's how you make them. It's in the steampunk world. Uh, oh, there we go. Some future tech. Uh-huh. What date are we putting in? Two weeks, three weeks from now, four weeks? <laughs> We're going to the Under the Sea dance. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice, nice. Back to the Future reference. Yeah. Uh, no, let's go, man, let's say three, four weeks in the future. That sounds like a plan. Okay. I got nothing to do. <laughs> Here we go. Pull this lever. All right. Wow. wow. I'll never get used to the nausea of yeah. time travel. No. That time stream. But yeah. What? Well, hey, look around. Hey. It's four weeks or five weeks in the future, something like that. You know what you know what is crazy? It feels like it was just yesterday. I know. But wow, it was that's not. that's how time travel works. Yeah. Now, uh oh, careful. I see yourself coming. Oh, shh, hide. Get down. <laughs> Quantum singularity. Uh, oh, there you go. Unlike, he fell asleep. Unlike that awesome Doctor Who episode with Billy Piper when she saves her dad. Anyway, uh, let me cricket, push cricket. let me push up my glasses a little bit. Uh all right, everybody. So this is part two. Yes. To the gaming episode. I am that guy named John. And I am this guy named Steve. Hey, there you go. Uh, just get yourself a Twitter handle. This guy named Steve. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'll uh, work on that. Some, if you want some anonymity. Okay. So this is a re- recap, kind of. Uh, last time in part one, we say last time, for those of you listening, it was- It happened just now. 10 seconds yeah. ago. Uh, so we were talked about two different games, uh, Rocket League and Rogue Legacy. And you've had a chance to play them. Yes, I have had a chance to play them, one of which was incredibly frustrating that made me want to punch a hole through a wall. Uh Uh-huh. And one of them was another game that was really frustrating also. So there we go. All right. Uh, Starting from the top, Rogue Legacy. Now, before we get into these, one thing that we did not do our due diligence on the last episode, we forgot to name the creators and the studios who made these games. So Steve... In the first half, you mean. Yes, in the first half. So Steve, Rocket League, who made this game? Rocket League is made by Psyonix. It's mm-hmm. sort of a follow-up to a game that they released for the PlayStation 3 called Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket-Powered Battle Cars. <laughs> Could they have made that title four words longer? <laughs> yeah, and it makes a great acronym. SARP. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, Please tell me that was on a box <laughs> art somewhere. <laughs> hey, man, have you nope. checked out SARPGARP? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's a game they released. It, it wasn't very popular in its original form. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they did is they stripped down all of the uh, extra features they were going to have it so you could drive from stadium to stadium and there was mazes oh. and all kinds of stuff. But they found in their testing when they dropped a giant ball into the arena, that's when people had the most fun. So let's just do a oh, giant ball soccer game. Okay. And uh, that's what they did. And man, has it been a hit. I mean, it has amazing reviews. Mm-hmm. It sold millions and millions of copies. And I think uh, I understand why now that I've played it, because in my experience, uh, it's a white knuckle, really intense, thrilling experience. Mm -hmm. It feels like it feels like a sport. Yeah. And that was the thing is like when Steve and I were on Twitch earlier, just kind of like playing around, looking at some clips, there was something like, what, 47,000 people playing this Mm -hmm. when we logged on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is an incredibly popular game. Uh, to it, and to its credit, it is addictive. 
Yeah. Uh, Steve and I played a few matches, got our butts handed to us a few times. We were like, uh, all right, one more. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely has that one more mm-hmm. type of vibe to it. And, and, uh, it's a game where you really have to get used to the physics. Honestly, you have uh, to, yeah. you have to know how fast the ball is going to drop. Mm-hmm. It's not instinctual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Is it realistic? Would you say it's Absolutely realistic physics? Not. It's not realistic physics. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe you're playing it in space or something because the ball drops kind of slow, but that's just, that's just what they figured out works best for the game. Yeah. And you just kind of have to get used to it. Same with, uh, you know, how fast the boost is going to make you go. Um, mm-hmm. John and I found ourselves constantly trying to rush back to our <sighs> goal and get in front of the ball mm-hmm. before it got into our goal. And we would go just in front of it. You yep. know, that's because when you're boosting, it's hard to turn. Uh, you know, it's hard to really control it because you're going a lot faster. Yeah. I think it's a game that uh, would reward experience. And I think it's something you could get better at if uh, if you put if the time you, in. If you spent a lot of time. This is, and that was one of the things I want to talk about. The learning curve mm-hmm. on this game is steep. In the sense of like, it is definitely a game where anybody, uh, truly anybody can pick up this game mm-hmm. and just play. Yeah. Like it is it is fun. I mean it's totally cliche. Fun for all ages in the sense of anybody can play it, but man, some of the clips we were watching on YouTube and on Twitch to get to that level. Yeah. Similar to I guess most games, but some of the moves they were doing. They're flying, they're flipping, they're boosting in the air. Yeah. It was it was incredible just watching it and trying to figure out how they even yeah. did it. Yep. So yeah, credit credit to those people, but anybody can play this. Yeah. My uh, first uh, hang-up, I guess, about the game, mm-hmm. my first frustration was if you get up on a wall, it yep. seems really hard to get off the wall. <laughs> yeah. Because, again, this is a enclosed, essentially, mm-hmm. soccer arena. And I think they intend you to use the walls to some degree. I mean, if the ball is flying up the wall, conceivably you could drive up and hit it. Right. But it seemed like once you get up on the wall, the controls would flip almost, at least from my perspective, because if you're on a flat surface, left is left, right is right. Okay. Mm -hmm. But once you go up the wall, uh, the camera moves around a little bit, changing left and right. And it was hard to get off. So it was very disorienting. And I think one of the buttons or actions that I was looking for wanting was like a detach. Cause a lot of times you would, Uh you would find yourself, way up the wall sometimes you would find yourself on the ceiling and to stop or to not be on there you just kind of have to like let off of the gas and then just fall yeah but also so, just as slow as the ball <laughs> i mean right. you seem to go down pretty slow and that can be frustrating yeah. when there's lots of things happening mm-hmm. on the ground so yeah if there was some sort of like detach or some sort of booster under the car so the way the game is you start off with four well you can actually play with two people up to eight people um, online or probably LAN if you wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you start off at various ends of this soccer field, we will call it, and you just go. So when you are on the wall and driving in general, you have a booster at the back of your car, which you can do really cool flips, which I say you can, even though Steve and I did like one every 20 minutes of gameplay, uh, whereas everyone else is flipping and spinning like crazy. Yeah. So if there was a booster at the bottom of the car, maybe like right trigger or something, or left trigger, that would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think then getting down from the ceiling would be cool. It would add a different element while you are in the air. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And 
as as beginners to that game, mm-hmm. it felt a lot like playing soccer when I was in elementary school, which is magnet ball. You know, you and yep. I would both be going for ball at the same time. We're on the same team. <laughs> I think with time and experience, we would say, okay, you're going to go, you are closer to the ball. Right. You would have control of it. You go ahead and center it. I'm going to hang out in the midfield. And when I see it coming, I'm going to boost. I'm going to hit it in. Yeah. Uh, and I think that would make it a lot more fun, you what know, is, when we're is, successful at it. What is that word? Team, there is no work? I in it. I team, know that teamwork? much. <laughs> um, it must be a German word. Not sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, watching clips of other people playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they would, one guy or person in the car would just kind of like hang out, drive a lot slower mm-hmm. than everyone else and just wait for opportunities as opposed to someone like myself, mm-hmm. pedal to the metal the entire time, power sliding, boosting, and just hoping for the best. Yeah, sometimes that is more beneficial to wait for the ball to come down, mm-hmm. wait for it to bounce once it bounces really high and yeah. comes back down and then, and then go in, do your jump, do your flip and knock it in. And it sure feels good when you get it right on or oh, when yeah. you have that synergy with your teammates, mm-hmm. which I think is what would keep me coming back. I mean, that moment of victory, you know, mm-hmm. that moment of, yes, we did it. We finally coordinated yeah. <laughs> and got it. Uh, and not just luck, but like, that's mm-hmm. what I intended to do. I did the flip. I executed it. Which again, just like, soccer in real life or any you know sport like that if you throw up a layup yeah and you know that someone is there like it it is satisfying but man does it take a lot of work to get there Uh uh-huh so so um, do you see yourself playing this in the future either with a friend of yours on the same screen or over multiplayer i do you come home from a day of work you want to unwind would you pop in rocket league or would you pop in something else if i was wanting to unwind possibly not Okay, uh, because you can, you can get wound up from it. Exactly. I mean, it is high-paced, frenetic action yeah. the whole time. Even if you're just kind of like taking it easy and trying to, you know, place your shots, place your car, there is so much going on around you that it can get disorienting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it, it might be the game that I play to unwind. Uh, one of the other things I did definitely did want to mention, the graphics are sharp. Like mm-hmm. really, really sharp. Because again, in a game that depends so much on speed, timing, coordination, we played online almost exclusively. We played we played a few matches, just Steve and I, you know, playing on the same Xbox. But even online, lagging, I think, would kill this game. Lesser graphics would kill this game. So the graphics are tight. They're really sharp. I was impressed. The online gameplay was really smooth. Um, my, one of my issues was with the sound. So at the welcome screen, when you're waiting for a match and at the beginning, the music is great. It is just, you know, kind of simple techno. It's like pop tracks. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Pop tracks. Uh, but it is nice. You kind of get into it while you're waiting for a match during the game. Zero music. Yeah. None whatsoever. We never checked if that was a setting. <laughs> Which, yeah, uh, a different podcast, possibly a better podcast, might have checked that. Um, but, but I agree. Those are good songs. Yeah. And would have lent it a lot to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, because then while you're playing, you just hear the engine. You just hear the ball bouncing around. Which, again, adds to that frenetic action. But, yeah, I, I would have liked that music in the gameplay. Mm-hmm. So, one of the other games that this reminded me of from our youth was twisted metal i never played it but i know really? of it. yeah yeah so twisted metal was a great game until initially this kind of reminded me of that until i realized 
your goal is not to destroy the other cars. Mm-hmm. Your goal is to score the ball into the net. Mm-hmm. But when I first started, that was my first instinct was mm-hmm. forget the ball, go for the person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes that can be a good technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. That's not the, the goal. Yeah, not, not the intention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going back to the graphics, I think mm-hmm. you're right too that it's so nice that they're beautiful. You know, they didn't try yes. to make it like uh, twisted metal in any way in the sense that it wasn't that 90s gritty right. hardcore X generation type right. of nonsense. It's uh it's colorful. I mean mm-hmm. the the arena is colorful, the cars are colorful, and one thing that if you're a fan of customization, you're oh, going to love this game because you can of course buy different hats for your car, mm-hmm. hats for your car. <laughs> you right. can buy decals for it, different mm-hmm. bodies and and different flags and so forth. Uh, I mean that's the name of the game these days. The mm-hmm. uh, they make all kinds of extra money from the small percent that want to uh, make their car all fancy. Right. And it is not as bad as some of like the freemium games they get on your phone or whatever this one you get almost after every match you get something yeah so you're getting a shark fin yeah. you're getting a new body so those things are nice that it is giving it to you as far as we know often uh-huh yeah at so, least at the beginning right yeah. right at least at the beginning maybe that changes later on mm-hmm who is to say? And there's little details that are quite nice. When the ball is on the blue side, the ball has little blue lights. When mm-hmm. the ball is on the yellow side or orange side, it has those lights. And if it's in the middle, no lights at all. It's kind of a gray ball. So that those are like little visual cues and little pieces of polish mm-hmm. that uh, really make this game a, a great one. For sure. And they do have multiple gameplay types yeah. on this game. The standard is soccer, we will call it. Uh and that one is, yeah, just the one that you go into right away. It does have a hockey-type version where instead of a ball, you have this giant puck, which has slightly different physics that Steve and I noticed. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. It was just, a, again, a little twist on the gameplay that you had started to get used to, and then they twist it up. Uh, the third option, and it might be the only one, at least the only one that we played, was a basketball-type version. Mm-hmm. That was the most frustrating one. Yeah, because you got to hit it up over a hoop. Yeah, like, yeah even though harder. the hoop was significantly larger than the goal <laughs> and in <lower>. soccer <laughs> and lower, the skill it took to actually get the ball up into the basket, yeah, that was challenging. We got to master the flip. Yeah. So, but it was cool that they gave you more options on a game that might not have needed it in the sense of there are so many people playing the standard quote unquote as I do air quotes on an audio medium. Um, that they added other stuff to do. So I, I think that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I talked about the graphics, talked about the steep learning curve, the high-paced frenetic action. Do you have any other final thoughts? No, I think we, I think we covered everything. I mean, I think this game could be uh, fun for the casual player. Yes. Um, it's available on all platforms, essentially. Every single everything platform. Now. Yeah. So uh, if you just look for it, you can find it. Um, I don't think it's sixty dollars. We didn't look up the price. <laughs> yeah, no, and the price. I mean, it's so many. Yeah, too. with so many of these online games where you can get it on Steam, you can get it on Xbox One, PlayStation Network, Linux, like everything. Mm-hmm. They always have specials, so we did not really want to talk about the price because it just it very well could be different. So the to the rating system. Yes, the rating system of this podcast, aka the best rating system of all podcasts. There are three choices, good, bad, or ugly. 
a good movie, game, TV show, whatever it may be, is something that you are excited to play, in this sense, excited to watch someone play, because I think that counts also, that you are entertained. Uh, a bad game would be something that you are not really thrilled to play, you do not really regret the time playing it, but it might, be, might not be the first game you recommend to somebody. An ugly game, you just you regret playing it, you put the controller down, never played it again, you would not recommend it. Steve, since you recommended this to me, what would your official on wax rating be for this game? When I recommended it to you, I had played a total of two games, maybe an wow. hour of play. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I knew immediately it would be up uh, your alley and mm -hmm. likely up my alley. And now that we've played, what, probably another eight, eight hours of it, probably something like that, yeah. I have an opinion. Uh huh. Good. Good job. It's good. Very it's good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no surprise. It's mm -hmm. a fun game. It's very popular, and for good reason. Uh, everyone should give it a shot. Yeah, and I do agree with that. It is a good game. It is a game that, yes, it was frustrating while you were playing it because you'd be driving along, boosting, think you have a great shot, something happens. Either you explode, which we never figured out why the cars randomly explode when they hit each other, but... Physics. What, physics, yeah. Hashtag physics. Um... But yeah, I definitely, I looked forward to playing it. Yeah. Even if, you know, Steve was playing an online match, I would be interested in watching him play because you might see something different. You might be exposed to something. So yeah, I definitely recommend this game. My official rating is good. So moving on now to the second game that we talked about on the last part of the episode, which is Rogue Legacy. Mm -hmm. And this game was created by Cellar Door Games. Now, Cellar Door Games... This actually came out in 2013, mm -hmm. uh, and this is their only game to date. Mm -hmm. um, they might be working on some other stuff, but as of right now, this this is it. Available for all the platforms Every again, <laughs> according to Wikipedia. Uh, and just to recap what this one is about, mm -hmm. procedurally generated levels for a side-scrolling character that you select from a hereditary, a hereditary line. Mm -hmm. They may have some advantages they may have disadvantages uh and it it's progressive in the sense that you build up certain skills health strength etc you can get swords and then you know so mm -hmm. but yeah a brand new castle every time yes and the goal is to defeat the four bosses mm -hmm. john let me ask you how far did you get in this game let me tell you steve i played this game for many many hours through many, many lives. How many bosses did you kill? I even got an achievement for when it was like, you now have 20 people in your lineage. And I was like, cool, cool, whatever. You now have 40 people in your lineage. I was like, all right, stop. Stop giving me achievements for how many times I am dying. So to your question of how many bosses did I kill, let me tell you. Zero. Did you at least get to the giant eye? That is a better question. No. So I played this game Oh, you know, the giant eye, yes. That's the first boss. Okay, I got to one boss once and died immediately. I never defeated a boss. By the time I got to the boss, my health was always so low that I was dead within seconds. Uh-huh. So that brings me to one of my... I will go into one of my negatives first. And I say negatives loosely. Uh, this game is brutal. In the same sense, like, Shovel Knight was a really hard game. But like Steve and I have talked about before on this episode, I think we mentioned it. We definitely mentioned it on the last one. There are games that are hard intentionally, and there are games that are hard because they are broken. This game is not broken, but 
man, is it hard. And I think certain game developers from our generation grew up playing those really hard games, like Ninja Turtles, like Contra, things like that, where then when they get older, they're like, all right, I want to make a game that is really hard, maybe not realizing they now have 20, 30 years of gaming experience. So that level of hard that they're thinking is really, really hard. So that was kind of one of my issues with this, is that it was a really fun game, but it was exceptionally hard. And I think one of the only, not one of the only saving graces, but I think one of the saving graces is that every time you played, the entire level that you played was different. It was generated in a different way. The bosses were different. The levels were different. The traps were different. Well, they're in a different location. Different location, yes. Yeah, the bosses stay the same. The enemies stay the same, but right. it all gets jumbled up. Yeah. Now, why is that a saving grace? I think that would be a frustrating spot for you. To me, it was a saving grace because unlike take something like maybe Shovel Knight, where there were places where I was getting really frustrated when I was like, I have to do the same thing again. I keep getting killed by the same thing uh, over yeah. and over again in the same spot. With this, every time I was like, all right, mm -hmm. it is going to be different. It was not that uh, PTSD type of moment where it is like, all right, I passed this and this. Now I'm waiting for this third thing and I might die again. Okay. This one, it was like, I might die within the first two minutes, which yes, happened a lot. Uh, but because every time you played, it was a different level mechanic. I think that was really smart and really unique. I have never seen that before mm -hmm. in a game. And what did you think of the gimmick of having different types of uh, pros and cons to the new characters? It was uh, fun. You might have a colorblind character mm -hmm. where it's black and white. You might have a myopic character where you can only see just around you. Yep, you might have a really skinny character who anytime they get hit by anything, they fly back Yeah, like 20 feet. Yeah, it's like ice hockey for the NES. Ugh, <laughs> terrible game. No, but, but what was your favorite and least favorite quirk for your character to be stricken with? Great, great question. So one of the classes that I unlocked right away, once I actually saw that it was, was the Shinobi. So the Shinobi class is really fast, uh, has some other attributes, and there was a sneaky Naruto reference in there. Uh, so first of all, he is wearing a headband, which yes, a lot of ninja and shinobi did, but they mention the headband. They also say, believe it in the description, which of course, for those of you who watch Naruto, not like I did watch all of them multiple times or read the manga. My friends told me about it. Anyway, um, in the English translation for Naruto, instead of saying date bio, which he said in Japanese, the English was believe it. And he <laughs> said it all the time. Yeah. So I thought that was a really clever nod to those of us who would get that reference. They were just like, oh, believe it. Ha, gotcha. Yeah. So the Shinobi class was cool because it was really fast. Yeah. Um, there were other things like there was the Barbarian class, which definitely had a Skyrim reference. Uh-huh. Instead of, uh, what is it, Fos Fosradar? No, what does, when he shouts in Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Fuso-Ra, um, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So th there's a shout that you have in, in this game that was kind of cool. But yeah, some of yeah. the, should we call them gimmicks or is gimmick, like does, it, does gimmick have negative connotations? I don't think so. Okay. Not, not in my world, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, of the different maladies or mm -hmm. advantages. I mean, because some of them might be advantages in certain situations. The dwarfism, yeah. you can go under certain things. If you're gigantism, you've got a bigger sword, but you're yeah. a bit, you have a bigger uh, 
radius area to hit. that yeah. you can be hit in. But, so, but yeah, I mean, which one did you find funny? There's one where you swear. I think it's Tourette's or something like that. That, that one was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were ones that were really interesting, but I did not really see how it how it affected the gameplay. Some of them don't. Yeah. So I was, and I was kind of waiting for that. I was like, okay, uh, okay. this this colorblind person, maybe there is a puzzle, or maybe there's something that that would be a significant disadvantage. Uh huh. When realistically. It does not change the gameplay or the puzzles, or there are no really puzzles. It doesn't really change the gameplay. It is just a different feel for the game. So mm-hmm. it was neat. It was still a unique thing that they did. Okay, so, so you're going to tell me your favorite one and your most annoying or most hated of the maladies. Okay, so my favorite one, the swearing was kind of funny because every time they would get hit, a little word bubble would come up with some asterisks and you know at symbols and everything like that. Uh, that one was kind of cool. Maybe that was my favorite. My least favorite, and arguably the most unplayable one, was the one where it was upside down. Yeah, I never picked that guy. <laughs> I, I picked it mainly because I picked every class you wanted to see, and yeah. every trait. Just kind of, you know, I am a professional reviewer. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I wanted to get a wide range. The upside down one, it was fun, but I got killed immediately. Yeah, like, of even course. trying to jump over something yeah. was ridiculous. But again, credit to these guys cellar door games for coming up with something unique coming mm-hmm. up with such a unique concept and making so many different gameplay mm-hmm. modules to make it interesting okay can i um offer a counter to your difficulty uh oh. argument if you say it was so. easy i'm going to reach across this table and punch you <laughs> it was not easy okay, it definitely was you. not easy but uh at the beginning of each playthrough at the mm-hmm. beginning of each life you're in the castle yes. and you have an opportunity to upgrade certain things yes. about your uh, Armor skills and, mm-hmm. and one of the tips they give you right off the bat is make sure you up your life as much oh, as did. possible yep. okay okay that's what i was gonna say is no, you know, I, I up my life sometimes my people want to go for offensive but uh it, having endurance having defense is uh oftentimes the better way to go especially if you're struggling a little bit so you did up your your oh yeah i'm surprised you didn't find at least one boss i mean you you found the eye okay but like and that was the thing that that again was a good gameplay mechanic in the sense where the the overall map Mm -hmm. stayed the same as far as the cardinal directions of if you go up yeah. you reach X boss. If right. you go to the right, you reach the forest and X boss. If yeah. you go down, so that was cool. And did and you unlock the architect where he'll yes. keep the castle the same if you pay him a certain amount of money? I did. How often did him. you? Wow, really? Because yeah. that might have really helped you get to that boss. Because you then you've narrowed down. You don't have to do all that exploration again. You know mm-hmm. roughly where the boss is going to be. And I think that was one of my personal difficulties with the game. <laughs> You're just stubborn. <laughs> okay, yes. Stubborn, but also... I, my curiosity kept getting the better of me. Uh-huh. So I, uh. there are certain times that I would play and I would be like, all right, I'm going straight to the right. I would sometimes avoid enemies and just basically do a speed run mm-hmm. and just be like, I'm just going to the right. I want to get to the forest. So I would get there, get to the forest. There were different enemies in those other lands, those three other lands, get there and then just get killed. I would recommend stay in that first world until you beat the boss of that world and then go to the forest and beat the boss of that world. Oh, wait, so there's a, there's a boss in each world. So, okay. So I was yeah. going to the right to the forest up to the thing and down to the thing. Yeah. So the eye is kind of the middle boss in the sense of like the, the first area you start in, in the castle. Correct. It's th- that first area is the easiest area. Oh, and it has the easiest wow. boss, so to speak. 
Right. Uh, and then the second area, I believe, is the forest. That's the next harder one. Mm-hmm. And then the one that's higher up, that's the yeah. next harder one. So, and this game, like, it made me doubt what level of gamer I am. <laughs> it messed with my pride. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and again, in the, with Shovel Knight, it was hard. The enemies reappeared all the time, which really bothered me. This one, they do not. So that was awesome. Oh, yeah. I would go through an area, clear it, come back to either go a different place or teleport there or something. Which is one thing I hoped for you yes. in this experience. So that was, that was, yeah, great. Do you see yourself going back to this game and playing it at all? I do. I mean, this again, I went back and played this game multiple times through multiple lineages, multiple classes, multiple traits. I kept doing it because I still, it has that, that different type of feel that I wanted to try and get to the next thing. But again, my curiosity and my stubbornness kept me from, I think experiencing it the way a different type of gamer would. Yeah. Okay. So I I wanted to explore. I wanted to get things and the leveling up system, like Steve mentioned is also unique and frustrating in the sense of you can go through, you can get 250 gold. You die. You keep all of that gold but the catch is you have to spend it or you go into the next level with zero. Right. So that was frustrating in the sense where once I started leveling up certain things, the next upgrade was like 500 gold and I would die with 450 mm-hmm. and, and I could not buy anything. Yeah. So that was one of the difficulties that I had with this game. So then the next life I'd be like, all right, I need to explore more and go different places, Mm -hmm. get gold and get something, and then I would just die. Yeah. I think the upgrading of your skills and the upgrading of your Mm -hmm. weaponry, and also I think they're called the runes that you add to it where you can float like the princess and you can... uh... I earned that one, never could buy it. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that is meant to be a check against the difficulty of the game Mm -hmm. because you're meant to be upgrading yourself so that it's not as hard to kill the flaming horses and so forth. So I think if you go back into the game, like we already said, just stay in that first level, try to clear it all out, try to explore all the rooms in that first area and maybe you'll have more fun with it then. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean, in recommending these games to you, I try to do ones that I think you'll enjoy, but, Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, uh, expand your universe a little bit. Uh, and I, if I'm remembering way back in the fa- in the past, oh yeah, the reason I recommended this one is because you liked Shovel Knight. Yes, and it has constant action. That's for sure. There's always oh, something absolutely. flying at you. Uh, but it was a little too much on the on the uh, difficulty side. Okay. And again, it was it it maybe was not the difficulty of the game that made it so hard. It was, I mean, maybe I will put this on myself. It might be the way that I played the game. Okay. Um, Because, yeah, it is hard. We both agree on that. It is difficult. Maybe I made it more difficult on myself because I wanted to keep exploring, because I wanted to do more. Yeah. At the same time, it makes me want to go back and do better. The quest continues for the perfect That Guy Named John game. Seriously. (laughs) That being said. Okay. So, on to the official rating. Let's do it. Uh... I definitely, I mean, without hesitation, I will give this a good. Even though I had some difficulty with it, even though some of the gameplay traits and the classes were not really uh, useful, I think. They were just kind of there. I respect the game makers. I respect the creators for doing something unique, taking a different step in a different direction. So I will respect them for that. 
Um, but yeah, and and again, I want to go back and do better. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, I mean, your recommendation, which we probably already know, but go ahead for the record. Well, I gave it a good too. I would give it a good as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, it's not my favorite game of all time, but I enjoyed my time with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did beat all the four bosses <laughs> and the final guy. boss. This but it did take Steve. a while. <laughs> it did take a while. I'll tell you that. And okay. I, I probably won't be going back to it now that I've finished it, but I feel like I experienced it all. You know what I mean? So and that was kind of how it was like, a satisfying time. Right. With Shovel Knight, Steve and I both agreed that once we beat it, there were still things that we would kind of go back and want to do. We would want to play the Plague Knight and try and do something different. So, yeah, with this one, it just might not have that same level of replayability, Mm -hmm. but you enjoyed it the whole way through, you would say? I'd like to see what they do next, this company. Yeah, I enjoyed it all the way through. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So cool. That was Rocket League and Rogue Legacy. Cellar Door Games for Rogue Legacy. For Rogue Legacy. And again, available on Windows, Linux, OS X, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, and Xbox One. Mm -hmm. So again, I I, got to give credit to the game creators for not only creating a solid game, but putting it on every platform. So that that takes a lot of behind-the-scenes programming that that needs some praise yeah for both of these games for the next games that i recommend mm-hmm. i'm gonna put mm-hmm. you on the spot a little bit here okay. can you give me two or three words a couple of adjectives <laughs> give me a direction uh <laughs> that you would like to go or would you rather just leave it open and say surprise me and and tr- and again try to expand your bubble of experience with video games as much as I would like to say, give me an action game. Give me this. Yeah. I think one of the things that I like about these type of episodes and having you as a friend. Oh, thanks, buddy. Is you do introduce me to new things. So like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, so Steve was kind of my gateway drug into podcasts. And so, and he always kind of gives me little tidbits, little things here and there. We have concerns. Hello for the Magic Tavern. Have you listened to Cool Games Inc. yet? No. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, you have to. It's very, very funny. Okay. So so as much as I like that, and I'm never like, all right, Steve, give me a podcast that is about this and this. So I'm going to be surprised. Okay. Uh, that being said, do not surprise me with some turn-based <laughs> RPG garbage <laughs> that will make me frustrated. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. That was Rocket League and Rogue Legacy. You know Civilization has a space oh, exploration God. version, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is me flipping Aliens. a table. <laughs> Thank you, Steve, for for exposing me to two new games. Because again, as a gamer, pretty much my whole life, you always tend to recommend or you always tend to get recommendations from your friends, from your social network. So I appreciate that that you managed to bring new things to the table. You're welcome. My pleasure. So and as far as where people can find you on the dot coms and such, where can people do that? Go to my website, standinsidemedia.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Stand Inside and on Twitter at Steve Blog. Fantastic. So, yeah, Steve, it is a, always a pleasure to have you on. And for this episode, the gaming episode, I have been your host, that guy named John. You can find the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at About Treeview. You can stream the episodes off of my website, AboutTreeView.com. If you have suggestions for other games that you would like Steve and I to play, maybe games that you really like around the same type of theme, you can email those to the show about to review.com 
or hit us both up on Twitter. Always down for more recommendations. John, I've been charging the time machine here with this USB oh. cable. <laughs> Should we take another spin in it? Sure. We'll see where this takes us. <laughs> Again, no WD-40 weeks later. Beep, boop, Are there bugs in here? <laughs> All right, get inside. All right, here we go. <laughs> As the springs <laughs> to the door. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. No, close the door. Kajunk. Yep. All right. How about thirteen ninety eight? Go. Thirteen ninety eight. No. Check us out next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>